Hey there, welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Oh, yes. Happy New Year. The whole family is here tonight. We, well, we're just on the ground. Yeah, we guys on the ground. We're bored out of our mind. It's raining so much here. I've been puttering about the house. Yes, we've been puttering. We've been working horses in the round pen, but it's definitely, it's getting old. So tomorrow we're going to be pulling off the tarps and able to ride, which will be awesome. Don't forget, you guys, Sunday is the Groundwork webinar. So Sunday, 12 noon Pacific time, it's going to be awesome. We're going to talk a little bit tonight about Groundwork. Are we going to do a Groundwork, yeah. a groundwork, groundwork demonstration? Yeah. He's not a, as big of a believer. I do but, a little bit, look safe, I hop on. Yeah, but you do, I think you do more than you, than you realize. There's some video of you in the Groundwork Masterclass working with Kensington. He wouldn't get in the wash rack. Oh, it's at, San Diego at the show? Yeah, yeah at the yeah. show. And yeah, so you do some groundwork. Okay. The other thing I wanted to talk about is after the goal setting webinar, I know a lot of you guys joined Strides. So that's awesome. I'm really excited for the new students. We are doing a orientation call on Saturday. So I hope to see you there. And I'm really looking to, forward to working with you in Strides. It's really fun. You did one office hours with me where we had a lot of oh, videos. Yeah, yeah, he helped me because I had no voice. And we did, we watched all of your videos and went through them. And it was fun to do it together. That was good. It was good. But it's great to see your guys' videos and to be able to give you that direct feedback. Because it's like when people write in questions, of course, we can give you a lot of ideas. When we see your videos, then we can give you more exact and precise information. So if you missed the goal setting webinar, it's no longer available. We took it down. But the biggest takeaway is write down your goals, keep them simple, post them somewhere that you can see them. My goals are up here where I can see them every day, but they're secret. I don't share them. I try and get up in the morning and be upright. That's, That's your goal. goal. How's it going so far this year? So fine. So, so far, yes. it's going good. <laughs> um, but you know, I was thinking about the groundwork. Remember, um, the Q wouldn't put his head down, and no one went to Idaho. Oh yeah, yes. Herman had story. this. <laughs> he was a big horse. <laughs> yeah, so he had this horse named Q, and it was cool because Q, uh, he trained up to the Grand Prix. I'd never done the FEI, and he was like, "Here, you can ride him." And so I rode him, and two weeks later, I did my first pre Saint George on him which was really fun, but, but he did put his head up and I'm tall. And so he put his head way up and I was like, yeah, whatever. And I put the bridle on and, and then it was like, your horse isn't even broke. Cause you can't get the bridle on it. Yes. <laughs> I believe that horses put their head down to eat grass. So there's no reason that you should need a step stool to put a bridle on your horse. And I'm a little casual about these things, especially with my own horse. Not so much with the client's horse. That's a different thing. But with my horse, man, whatever, he's mine. So anyway, I get back from uh, from a clinic and 
and uh, she's in the crosshairs with Q. She's talking to me, and she looks me right in the eye and puts her hand. Oh, maybe you can see my hand. And goes, and the horse's head goes down. And she puts the bridle on. So apparently, she spent the weekend getting him to put his head down. But it's an important thing. Like getting your horse to lower their head is a sign of submission and. Also, like your horse's pole area is, you have to have control of that for dressage. You need them to put their head down for a stretch circle or for a free walk or to bend. So why wouldn't you get that from the ground first? Because I'm lazy? <laughs> no, because you're big. But see, like, because right. you're big, you can get away with I'm stuff. tall. I'm tall. I'm big. not heavy. I'm tall. Yes, you're tall. <laughs> And so because you're tall, you can get away with things that yeah. other people, you know, can't get away with so much. So um, before we do our little groundwork thing, I wanted to share with you guys, we went down and rode with Yo Hinneman this week. You came with me, which was very nice. Drove the trailer. We took um, Kensington and Harvey down. We stayed the night in the horse trailer, which I thought it was fun. Yeah, I like the trailer sleep, the camping thing. Yeah. We got to stay right out in front of the stalls, and it was great. Yeah, so we have a fifth wheel, and we put, like, some mattresses up there, and it was Levi, Herman, and me. And I thought the horses were going to be loud and keep us up, but they didn't. So They were quieter than the rain. Yeah. Um, but one thing... Yo is like, he's amazing. He's in his seventies and you go to his place and he's, he's riding. riding, he's riding. He's riding. And his preferred method of teaching me is riding around on his horse and teaching me, which I just think is, it's cool. It's great. It's great. And he really just genuinely loves to ride, loves horses. Um, but one thing that I worked a lot on that we always work on with him is the details. And so we focus on the walk, the halt, the rain back, the walk pirouettes, like pretty much every single day with all the horses. And the reason that those movements are really important is for one, because they're not a lot of wear and tear on your horse. Like you can't do tons of extended trots, but you can focus, you can do like the halt over and over again. And your walk is always a coefficient in your test. So so Why it brings not? your score up yeah. without a lot of a lot of kilometer training. Right. And then also focusing on the rain back. I know you were teaching a Zoom lesson today. Yeah. And I heard you working with Sarah on the rain back as well. And I'm doing that a lot now with Frankie too, because Frankie has a difficulty balancing herself and using her hind legs. And so I'm really now that she's quieter trying to sit, show her how to rotate her pelvis and carry more weight and uh and she's better in the canner she's better in self-carriage from it yeah yeah i mean the rain back is definitely it's a movement that requires a lot of submission which is probably why frankie doesn't like it so much she's a little spicy yeah um, but like rain back isn't something horses normally do because they like to run away. They don't necessarily go backwards. So it requires submission. It's also a really good movement to engage the hind end, to engage the hind quarters. But it's tricky, like with Kensington, what he does in the rain back is he kind of takes too big of a step and then the he's no longer diagonal. Like the diagonal pairs aren't landing at the same time. And that's one thing the judge scores you on is that they have to be diagonal. Diagonal. 
So what we were doing was just like a few steps back and then a little forward when he would, when he would, cause it was almost like he was going out behind in the rain back. So a little forward and then back again. Um, the other thing that really helps with your rain back is groundwork. I had a horse that, um, Gatsby, you remember Gatsby, mm -hmm. he was this chestnut jazz. He was a little crazy. Yes. He was a little spicy and he refused to back up. Like he just would plant his feet and then you felt like he was going to rear and it was not a good feeling. And so I had to teach him it from the ground a lot. And then what I had to do is I actually had to get someone to stand next to me. I think I made you do that. Like come, I was on his back, even though I'd already taught him the rain back from the ground, I had to have him come and stand by him and like kind of push him backwards. And then Gatsby connected the dots and he was like, oh, okay, I should go backwards. But it's definitely, um, there's a reason that the rain back is in the Grand Prix. And it's interesting that often in the Grand Prix, it's like the lowest score that people get. Yeah, because yeah. there's so many things. There's the halt, there's the quiet, there's the diagonal, there's the no dragging of the feet, then it's the direct apart to the trot. There's yeah. a lot in that. Yeah. Um, and then for your walk pirouette, does that turn on the henches? Yes, only smaller. Yeah, yeah. So at, um, what is it? At second level, you have the turn walk the pirouette. No, it's still yeah. turn on the haunches. Second level is turn on the haunches. When does it change to walk pirouette? In third, right? third or fourth yeah. but it's the same basic idea it just gets smaller as you move up the levels because the walk pirouette is a test of collection and engagement so oh chris says fourth level oh you guys are you guys know more than we do fourth level it becomes a walk pirouette good to know okay we're gonna do our our groundwork demonstration here we are all right what's the plan um I'm going to be the horse and you're going to demonstrate how you're going to tell me to do something. Do we need to stand up for this? Probably. Okay. We're going to, I have a standing up desk, so we're going to make the desk go up. Okay. So groundwork, I think we'll see what you guys can see. Okay. I'm the horse. See, I have the buckle side of the lead rope. Okay. Can they see it? Okay. So you want you're gonna try and make me back up. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so um I think that would be an example of body language. And that's a lot of how you communicate with your horse though, is like <laughs> you didn't even touch me, but you like put all your energy into shushing you into sh <laughs> shushing. There's a lot of shushing. and you kind of got your hands up by my eyes. eyes yeah yeah but what i see people it's a, a lot of like how you interact with your horse is intention and so like you could clearly see his intention and then you also notice that when i backed up he stopped for a moment like when i started to yield he quit shushing so much so do mm -hmm. it like incorrectly Try to try to get me to back up like where it's not gonna work. <laughs> okay. It, so people get small. And yeah. You've got to, you've got to, 
You have to be big. Right. And it doesn't matter if you're five foot two because the horse doesn't really have that sense. But if you carry yourself in a way that you're upright, you look them in. And by the way, I take my sunglasses off when I'm doing all this. I want the horse to see my eyes. Um, but you look them in the eye and you you command that. Yeah. You, you can't get small because then the, the horse sees that and goes, huh, boom, and walks right on top of you. Right, so you've got to get the like, what is that? The puffed up chest look the that, the, thing. that the guys do at the oh gym. yeah, the rooster. <laughs> but it's you true. rooster around. Yeah, yeah, you like you have to make yourself bigger, and so like Donna says, start by wiggling the rope, and then walk towards them until they back yeah. up. Yes, but it's also the intention that you have behind that, and that varies based on your horse. Like if you have a horse that's really sensitive, like. Kensington, for example, he's like the shyest horse. All you have to do is like barely step towards him. And he's, he's like, moving. oh my God, sorry. Versus Luigi, my six-year-old, he's like pushy and he's a little bit more arrogant. And so with him, you're you be bigger, right? Like you have to come at him and be a little more like, hey, like I mean it, get out of my space. And so that's a little bit where you need to, um, to know the difference. And then a big part of it is timing so give an example of bad timing so like tell me to back up oh and then but then then keep going when yeah. you're backing up right yeah. so if i say back up and, and then i keep coming <laughs> then it's it it doesn't work there's the magic distance we need a bigger screen yeah so there's the magic stage. distance so you go back and then i'm here because something happened i applied an aid something happened i have to stop so the horse understands that it did what i asked it to do right so that that's a big part like of any time that you're with your horse whether you're on the ground or you're riding is that you're giving an aid like you're saying get out of my space or go forward follow me turn to the side turn your haunches whatever you're saying it's one step done yeah, One you have to release down. them. That's what people forget. They forget to release. And like I was watching a student of mine do groundwork with her horse and I was riding around and just observing and I couldn't tell what her intention was and when the horse did what she wanted. There was so many, like she was giving so many cues. And so I think that's something that's really important is that like you have to give an aid, get what you want, and then leave the horse alone and like give them that release and let them know. And I think also a lot of people can't get their horse out of their space. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I think that's a really important thing that you have to teach your horses to get out of your space because your horse is not a lap dog. If they come on top of you all the time, well, yeah, like if, if when they because... get scared, they come on top of you, then you're going to get hurt. Because people are, saying stop horsey stop horsey stop horsey stop horsey and so that pulls the horse into your space yeah as you're trying to stop the horse with no you have to get around in front of it stop it back it up and then you can turn and start walking again but or put your hand up my other hand and turn yeah the head like away. see if i'm the horse Right. If we're walking and I'm along, going here. I'll put that hand up and, and block keep, the horse to come back. You get the stop, and then you pull the horse into your chest. Right. Now that's you a pull the horse right. into your space, and so 
inadvertently the horse has been taught now to crowd the the handler yeah so like if your horse is crowding you or going on top of you you need to raise your left hand up and like they, and walk into them right. take move into their space and have them back out so if you imagine a line that you're walking on you're pushing the horse with your intention you get that hand up and you walk back towards the horse and so that you're not pulling them on top of you yeah and you can also use your elbow like a little bit your elbow to push your horse over but again it's like everything that you do has to have like when your horse moves out of your space the elbow and the hand have to go away and that's really really important there has to be a release because that's where horses just they like if you're always shouting at them and telling them all this stuff then they just start to ignore you and it becomes ineffective oh, i saw that the other day no using of the nothing just yelling at the horse and right. i looked at that and i went huh yeah that didn't go just yeah. in case you're wondering it didn't go well nope. don't yell at your horse um what else are we going to talk about oh how do you we talk about getting backing up getting out of your space what were you saying about how you lean into the horse oh, oh or not getting kicked how not to get kicked i am because if the horse i mean this is for horses that are kind of kind of bouncy kind of jumpy um i lean on them I, i'm always touching them because a that contact settles them down and then b if they're going to kick if i'm close to them then the distance yeah. that they can kick me is if i'm out at the edge and they kick me then i'm going to get the full brunt of it so i stay close yeah the yeah. other thing that's important like about getting kicked is you never want to let your horse's head get away from you like if they get their head turned away from you and, and I've gotten kicked this way. If the horse's head is turned away from you and you hit them with the lead rope, you're going to get kicked. If you get their head turned towards you and the hindquarters moving away from you, then you're not going to get kicked. Because if, the, if their head is towards you, they can't kick you. And that's important. Yeah. So. So. And I definitely, you know, I think that groundwork for sure impacts your riding. Like it does have a big carryover, even the way, like we talked about the way that you bridle your horse, the way that you lead your horse. Like if your horse is always leading with her head straight up in the air and they're pulling, like they're pulling away from you, it's going to create a brace on that left side in that left shoulder. And you're going to feel it when you get on your horse. And the other thing is, too, that the groundwork doesn't really transfer, right? The horse will know it, but if somebody teaches your horse groundwork and then you take the horse back, if you don't follow the way that horse, if you don't follow what was taught to the horse, the horse will go, oh, you don't know, and walk all over the top of you yeah. again. So th that part doesn't transfer. The horse knows it, but if you don't do it, the horse isn't going to respect it. But that's the, the same with anything. Like just because you buy a Grand Prix horse doesn't mean right, you need to know what the aids are. Right. And and it's also I think that it's really important with groundwork. And I see this happen a lot is people say like, oh, my horse's ground manners are fine. And then they go to a show or, you know, one day suddenly they get kicked and they're like, well, I, that came out of nowhere. And it's like, no, like. There are signs there all were the time. There red flags earlier that got missed. Yeah. Like your horses always, and horses aren't bad. Like they're not 
out to get you. They're not going to intentionally kick you or step on you. Right, or, horses are not malevolent. No, but if you don't have clear boundaries and if you're not on it all the time when it's a little thing, you know, when like, like if I'm, if I'm standing and I'm talking to someone and like say that I'm the horse and he's the person, if, if I just like step, if the horse just steps into my space, I make them get out of my space again. Right, backing up is not the plan. Right. And that's what happens a lot. Is you the see horse people back yeah. away from their horse? Right. And so the horse keeps crowding, and then the, the handler backs away. Right. And it's it's not the it's, horse should back away. The horse should back away. Because it's, it's safer for you, and it's safer for the horse. Um, right. You have to be. You don't want horses authority. developing bad habits because then bad things happen to that horse because it's not a good horse. Right. But also what starts as like a thing that maybe you don't even notice. And this is what I think people that aren't like we grew up around horses. We've been around so many horses. And so even if I'm standing here talking to someone and my horse does this, I right away say, hey, don't come into my space. That's not allowed. What happens is most people don't even notice that. And so then the next thing that happens is their horse spooks at something jumps on top of them, knocks them down. And they, they're like blindsided by that. And there's been all these little signs leading up to it that have, you know, led to it. And, and so the same thing happens under saddle is that, you know, like you'll maybe not notice something like you'll ask your horse to go forward and they won't go forward. And then you'll ask again and they'll ignore you. And it becomes like a bigger and bigger issue. So I think that groundwork is really about becoming a horseman and understanding how to read your horse and how to interact with your horse. And it's the same thing under saddle. It's all about pressure, release, and intention because you can't communicate with your horse with words. So um, so this question about what if the horse wants to be behind you? And lots of people teach that. To, to lead horses and the horses behind you. And so if the horse got taught that and he's comfortable back there, I think it's a little sketchy. I don't like that behind me and I don't know what's happening. I like them next to me. But if your horse got taught that and he's behind you and he's quiet, yeah. you know. But you don't want them to be dragging behind you. Right. Like if They've got to be following. Um, yeah. But some, some trainers teach that, that yeah. the horse should follow behind you. Um, I'm yeah. not in favor because I like to see where they are. But if your horse got taught that, well, then that's what he knows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like to lead. I like to be between my horse's head and their shoulder. Yeah, I feel I like, like that's be. kind of the sweet spot. Um, so, but like if your horse is dragging behind you, what I would do is I would lead them forward and get like either a whip or a flag or a long or they, rope. Or the end of the lead. Yeah. And then send them wishy wishy back there and make them get quicker yeah. up next to you. But um, the, the really important thing is that there's, what do they call that? The drive line, like balance point. Like if you're in front of your horse's shoulder, you're going to make them go backwards. If you get behind your horse's right. shoulder, you're going to send them forward. I think they call that a drive line. Right. I mean, that's when you have to lunge them and stuff. That's right. where you have to place yourself. Right. And then if you come closer, you make your circle bigger. You can, and then you angle it out a little bit in front of the, right. you can adjust, you can drive the horse with how you're standing next to them. Yeah. I didn't so, know it had a name. Drive line? 
don't know, maybe I invented it. <laughs> but so like in that instance, if you want your horse to come forward, it's really important that when you go to use the whip or the rope, that you get your horse behind the shoulder. Because if you hit your horse in front of the shoulder, they're going to go even more backwards. And Okay, the bucking with the girth, okay, could be cold back. Could no, be... it says horse has bad manners when ah. buckling. You need your glasses, honey. You're oh, blind. With buckling? <laughs> uh, go slower. Yeah, yeah. So if you're I... just just to snug, because if it comes on too tight, it, the reason I say that is because I see that a lot. I see people tighten up the girth too fast, and then the horses get all funky. So I mean, just... the, yeah, the other thing, go slower for sure. And then the other thing I'll do sometimes is take them out of the cross ties and make them put their head down just to kind of like change their mind about being um being a little bit grumpy there okay someone said yes it is called the drive line um and yeah groundwork so winter is a great time to do groundwork i this have been a doing, lot of downtime yeah so we've been and stuck in the round everybody head. can read this one right i've been um everyone on facebook can read Don donna's yeah book. And right, so you'd like it by your side, but if it's behind your back, you make do. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, so for sure, I feel like in the winter, it is a great time to, to focus on your groundwork. There's a lot of days that you can't ride. And I think that you can accomplish a lot with your horse on the ground, not only for like yourself and for practicing your timing and your aids, but you can teach so much from the ground. You can teach your horse how to leg yield, how to rein back, how to bend, how to pee off. Um, I like teaching pee off from the ground. Are you going to work on Frankie's pee off? Yeah. Now that uh, Frankie's got a brain, so we're all right. We can start playing. She's that trusting me a lot. You. But I definitely think um, when you're like, I've, wor I've worked with a lot of horses, getting them to pee off in hand. And it's important that you have the right, like, system to it that you don't just start like hitting your horse and putting all this pressure on your horse but you have to really you everything yeah everything with training horses is about the basics and about breaking things down so for example if your horse doesn't lead with you like if they don't go when you go stop when you stop and back up when you back up you're not going to be able to teach them the piaf right. it's it's the same thing under saddle. Like you have to get your horse really like going and stopping and going back and going forward, all of that before you can start really working on the PF. Basics, basics, basics. More basics. Always the basics. Um, okay, Carolyn has a question. With leg yields on the ground, my horse curls. Yeah, so if your horse curls, it's kind of the same thing as when you're riding. You want to keep the steady contact on the outside rein. Sometimes you can lift a little bit up um, with that inside rein to get your horse more on the vertical. Um, like to learn the next oh, step from leg lifting to moving forward in the pee off. Yes. Okay. We will be working on that. And yeah, I was, I was just remembering that one of the, like before we ever started dating, I was at um, a horse show and I had a three-year-old and I was doing the triangle, you know, where you, oh, the, run, yeah, the, the breed triangle where you have to like trot the horse around the triangle for the judge yeah. to judge the trot. Quite familiar. And I had no idea what, he, what I was doing. So Herman came and he was so sweet and he like showed me how to, um, 
how to do the triangle and you showed me how to hold the reins. Yeah, so where you that, cross them into one yeah. hand so you can, Yeah. you have the reins come from here and here. So that basically you're kind of like you're riding your horse from the ground yeah. and then you have more control and you're able to steer your horse better. So, we'll so kind of that away, the reins would be in yeah, there. Yeah, so like if this is the horse, then you hold your reins that way and then you, and can, you can steer still them. turn this way, this way, half halt, all that stuff. Yeah, so I mean, see, so you do groundwork. I've run a ton of horses. <laughs> I've run a ton of horses. <laughs> That's always exciting. Um, and yeah, for that too, I mean, it was a lot of halt rain back because when you have to show the extended trot while yeah. you're running, yeah, it's way better. And you know it because when the horse is sitting, it I mean, you're running, but the horse will actually carry you. And if the horse isn't sitting, it's just an avalanche. It's just running downhill. You're running for all your worth. It's just and there's no uphill carriage to it. So that's when, when you're on the ground running, you really know if the horse is sitting because it's a lot less effort to keep up with them. Yes. Um, okay. I hope you guys all have a good evening. We're going to go eat some dinner. And I hope to see you on Sunday for the Ground Arts webinar. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions and I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.